You're listening to a podcast from Father Peter Smith, St. Columbus Parish, North Leichard, on the Walking Together in Faith Mass. And now here's Father Peter. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he felt sorry for them because they were harassed and dejected, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is rich, but the labourers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send labourers to his harvest. He summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits with power to cast them out and to cure all kinds of diseases and sicknesses. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, the one who was to betray him. These twelve Jesus set out, instructing them as follows. Do not turn your steps to pagan territory, and do not enter any Samaritan town, Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils. You received without charge, give without charge. The Gospel of the Lord. In the British Museum, there is a clay tablet a Babylonian clay tablet that dates back to 3800 BC. It's got a list of names on it, and it was indeed a census that was taken up all those years ago of all of the people. It lists their names, and of course it was designed to be able to tax people and that the government was allowed to visit who they were. But it's interesting, isn't it, to think that all of those years ago, 3,800 BC, that we were interested in counting the number of people that there were. Well, I'd just like to read you some more recent statistics. The population of Australia currently is 26,499,884. That makes us the 55th most populous country in the world, and it's growing. The median age of Australians is, and I was quite shocked by this, 38. Goodness, I'm just over it. In the world, and this statistic comes at 3pm this afternoon, there were 8,039,200,251 people in our world. There are Today, there were 231,926 people born and 116,159 died. There's actually a, a website that you can go onto that's got the world clock and you can sit there watching it tick over as the number of being born and as the number die and the number in the world increases. That's why I said it was at three o'clock this afternoon. It's probably gone up a lot since then. So. Here's the really interesting part about that. If you lined all of those people up next to each other, no two human beings look alike. 
I mean, isn't that amazing to think of all those billions of people in our world and no two of us are actually alike? But of course, the corollary to that is that we are more alike to each other than we are to any other creature on this planet. And so, in a sense, we are all the same but different. We are called to be people who recognise ourselves, in a sense, in each other, each single one of us, created in the image and likeness of our God. At times, I think God must have a sense of humour. In Australia, 3% of our population are Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islanders. One of the interesting statistics that I found just recently is, of course, so many of them live in urban areas now, (coughs) and in the Sydney Archdiocese at the last census, there were 133 people who identified as both Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander and Catholic. It is, in fact, the fastest-growing group of people in our nation as Catholics, uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. And yet, somehow, they've been left behind. Somehow, our nation has failed over time to recognise them as being like we are. I want you to imagine for a moment that when you go home tonight, you're sitting with your family, having dinner, chatting, maybe watching TV, and the front door bursts down and this strange-looking alien people burst into your home. They might look familiar in one sense, but they obviously are from a very advanced technology. And they say to you in your home, get out, we want this home now. And in fear, you run out. Because in a sense, that's what happened to our Indigenous brothers and sisters in 1788. I don't know how they've ever recovered from that. It's very easy to think about all of those issues that are plaguing Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, the disadvantage that they suffer, and we've talked about that in the past. But tonight, I'd like to talk a little bit about what we are missing out on by not growing closer to them the wonderful, great, rich tradition that stretches back 65,000 years of the way in which they have cared for, lived on, lived with and nurtured the land which they possessed and which we now have, in many regards, destroyed. The wonderful heritage that they have of song and dance and art, whether on cave walls or on canvases hanging in galleries. But the thing that strikes me most about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people is their spirituality, the way in which they have a view of the world, the way in which all of creation is actually their theology, that they knew the heavens and the stars and the earth and the seas as a part of being the God of creation but the God who guided every moment of their lives. Sure, they had different names than what we do. Sure, they had different ideas. But indeed, their spirituality was one of the land, one of which everything was integrated. And so family life and tribal customs, the way in which they lived was all integrated with the land and with that creator spirit that they lived. It wasn't until 1967 
that we've encountered them in our senses. I mean, I find that kind of shocking. But we did it. We did it. We brought those people into our society. And this year, later on in the year, we're going to be asked to take another step with the referendum that we have. I think as Christians, we are called to reflect about how we relate to our Indigenous brothers and sisters. One of those statistics that I talked about of 133,000 Catholic Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people living in Sydney, I've had it mapped by each parish in our diocese. And every single parish has those people in their midst. Here in our parish of St Columbus, the number was 45. We have Indigenous children in our school. And they too help to bring their rich culture to the spirit that lives in our school, that lives in our area, that lives in our city. We are challenged to reflect on the injustice of the past. We can't live there, true. And it's very easy for us to say, hey, I didn't do that. I don't agree. And if I was here, I wouldn't have. If I was here, I probably would have. But indeed, we are called to be people who bring reconciliation into our country now and also that we create an environment for the future which welcomes all people, but especially those who've been here for 65,000 years have been so marginalised. We can line all of us up in a line and we're all same but different. Let's be people who build reconciliation.